Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of That Tech Podcast. My name's Steven. We've got Kevin, Mitch, and Ryan. And we're going to talk about the, the two greatest events of the year or the worst events of the year, depending okay, on... Not, definitely not the greatest events. But you're okay. right. You're right. They're probably they're probably like the like top 10 of the year. And there's only been like 10 events this year. So take that for what you will. But if you guys don't know, uh, Microsoft last week had their announcements with... Uh, their Surface line and Windows, and then the day after that, Apple had their announcements with their MacBook Pros um, and the Apple TV. So before we jump in and go, go all crazy, why don't we recap for the, the listeners um, Microsoft's event first, and then we can recap Apple's event. 3D paint, yo. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I really took away from the whole event, was you can now do 3D objects and paint. Yeah, I, I just read, watched uh, the I just watched the Verge recap video for the Apple event and the Windows event, and I think I heard 3D like for, the, <laughs> for like half the entire video, just 3D. 3D. Yeah. yeah, but it's they pretty it cool hard. though. It's like they're making 3D look fun and not like the whole like 3D TV stuff that I didn't really get into. Yeah, and, and the idea is there's a whole store of 3D objects, too, that you can throw in and manipulate and stuff. And what, what I thought that was the coolest is if you have their headset, you could go shopping for, like, a chair and pull that chair out in augmented reality and put it next to your table and see yes. how it would look in real life. And that blew me away. That was really cool. Yeah, so 3D was obviously a huge uh, point of conversation during the event. Um, aside from 3D, they announced, or aside from 3D Paint, um, which honestly, I think they should have just kept the crappy application they had before. Cause it was like, that's like, you know, that's paint. It sucks, but you use it cause like you need a stupid application. Um, but besides that, they announced a couple other things. So, um, their creators edition with windows. And then they also announced, uh, their surface studio, which is a giant, like 28 inch. Um, I could go very, I could go in a very dark path with where I was going with that, but I'm not. So <laughs> it's dark. a, Sorry. <laughs> it's a, <laughs> um, so it's a, it's a huge, basically touchscreen where, um, it's meant specifically for creators where you can use some crazy power applications. Um, it's got like this awesome little dial knob thing that lets you change colors if you're in Photoshop and lets you do a bunch of other cool things. Um, and then it also like swivels and tilts downwards so that you can kind of lay on it and, and write on it as you want. And then they also announced the Surface Books or the new line of Surface Books. Um, one of them starting at $2,400 and the other starting at, I think, $1,500. So not a very cheap event. Uh, by the way, the studio is $3,000 at the cheapest price point. Um, not a Not a very cheap event, but... A lot of awesome stuff. So, what'd you guys think about it? I I think the Surface uh, Studio is really really cool. I can't draw at all, but I just think I just think it's so cool that the giant screen and the dial and all that. Just watching the video is exciting. But yeah, it's definitely not for a lot of us, which I think is like an interesting approach of Microsoft to try to capture that creative market. Right from what I got, and again, like this is the, this is like fresh in my mind. 
from just watching these two events and then, you know, going back to the Google event, there's a very clear distinction between the Microsoft event to me and then the Google and Apple event. To me, the Apple event captured like what consumers want now. And it was very like, everything was very consumer focused. For me, the Windows Microsoft event was, and it's kind of scary because like this stuff is already here, but it still feels like it's in the future. Like the whole idea, like Mitch was mentioning, where you can like drag a chair, a virtual chair, like into your room. And then the whole like their VR headset and all this like 3D paint where you can basically like, you know, put an image and paint or something like that. And she was talking about how you could just like touch it or something and just like make it 3D. Like that just, that stuff just like blew my mind. Um, and then going back with Ryan said, yeah, I can't draw either. So it's interesting to see like the target market and like who they're trying to focus their, um, their products on. Yeah. So I actually, so I agree on some respects, but the one thing I disagree on is um, Apple. Oh God, what was what was it that you said? Um, I think you said that they're they were like Apple's wasn't consumer facing or creative. No, no, facing. no, no. It was it was this Apple. Um, you you mentioned that Apple created these laptops for what they think people want now versus later on, and I think that's mm-hmm. completely opposite. Um, if you look at those laptops, it's only USB-C ports. So no, like you don't like, that's not something that's built for today, right? That's something that's built for like the next year, the next two years when the dongle life goes away and everything goes to straight USB-C. Um, so I disagree on that. Other than that though. Yeah, I, I completely agree. Um, I, I, I just don't, I just don't envision anyone buying a studio unless they're both wealthy and some sort of graphic designer or some sort of crazy like photoshop user but um i feel like that's more of a proof of concept of like here's this awesome thing that you know we can build and here's how crazy we can get with our hardware um and that's just going to lead people to want to go buy their surface books instead i think Um, because i don't see many people buying a three thousand dollar massive touchscreen like that i just I don't. Well, I, I think it's Microsoft trying to like set the image. And that's what Apple kind of did where they would basically said that like the professionals and the creative types, they all use MacBooks and Mac Pros and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And that got people to go out and to buy like the cheaper products. And that's how Apple transitioned from like a pro brand to a consumer brand. And I think Microsoft is trying to like pick up on those people and say, oh, like all the professionals use Surface Studios and Surface Books. And then the regular people will go out and they'll buy the Surface Books and the Surface Studios and that kind of stuff. Okay, that's fair. Mitch, what did you think? I thought it was interesting that, I mean, I think I heard this in a podcast too, but like both events were so consumer and creative focused. Um, like it feels like in in past events, it's just been about like what cool new hardware can you put in a device? And now it's like both companies are really thinking like, what do actually our customers use this for? And what is the competition's customers use it for? So, like, in the past, as far as I know, like, nobody really went to Windows for creative and drawing and stuff like that because a lot of that's done on a Mac. But now with that big Surface Studio, it's, like, a pretty fantastic mode for that. Um, 
but I think I also heard someone say like the specs on it aren't amazing and it's $3,000. And so someone kind of said, this is just more of their, Oh, you walk into the store and see a sweet surface studio and then go buy a surface book. Yeah. Just like one of those halo products that gets you in the door and shows that they can do the hardware, but um, you're really there to buy their laptops. Yeah. No, I, I'm kind of of the same mindset in that regard. I don't think this is going to be a product that's going to sell very well. And I don't think they intended it to be a product that sells very well. Just more like what you said, just kind of setting the line, the, like the territory of like, this is what we can do. This is, if you're a professional, we can be that provider for you in terms of hardware um, and software, honestly. But I don't know. I thought it was pretty interesting to see the dynamic between the two, the two events. So for those who don't know about the Apple event, or at least the listeners who don't know about it, does anyone want to go ahead and describe that and like what happened there? Well, wait, should we mention the, the Surface Book? Oh, I, I did. When I, when we, I, I just wanted to, like, when we talk about it, people know what the hell we're talking about on the Apple side, like when we compare the two, because we've compared them so far already. And, oh, okay, um, yeah. Yeah, we yeah, just yeah. haven't announced that stuff. So. Yeah, well, the, the Apple event, they, they just announced new Macs. I mean, I might be forgetting something, but um, they Apple made TV them. Apple TV stuff, but yeah, Macs. Basically. Yeah, it was, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we could talk about that too. But so all their MacBook Pros now are really nice. Uh, I mean, they were really nice, but now the 13-inch Retina MacBook Pro is smaller than the MacBook Air, like thinner and lighter, which I is really that. cool. That's crazy. Yeah. Thinner? It's actually yeah. thinner. It yeah. was like 14 percent thinner or something like that. Yeah, it's yeah. it's a little bit, but like you know, next to a MacBook Air, it'll take up less space, which is pretty amazing. I saw them in the store and they're, they're very, very nice. The bezel got smaller and stuff like that. Um, but they have a little bit better internals. They have an enormous trackpad now. Um, I think, I think an iPhone seven plus fits inside the trackpad. (laughs) It's like comically large. It's way too big. Oh my God. The keyboard is, is the same style butterfly, but has a little bit more travel and that's up for debate, but, uh, people like it slightly more. And the screen's brighter, and I think that's mostly it, right? Oh, and the um, touch bar. Yeah. Yeah, the touch bar. <laughs> yeah, that whole function key row <laughs> oh, is, yeah, taken the touch out. Bar. <laughs> is taken out now by a, a OLED digital touch bar um, that actually runs Apple Watch software, but um, it's dynamic. So based on what app you're in, uh, the buttons will change on there. So if you're in like a photos, it'll show all your photos there, and you can scroll or edit them using that bar. Or if you're a DJ, you could edit music and swipe along there and or pick emoji from it when you're typing or autocorrect stuff like that so it's pretty cool it seems like it has a lot of potential um it's obviously very new and seems like apple didn't want to go full-on touchscreen display but this is um them meeting consumers halfway so i think it's pretty cool yeah um so i like it obviously but um it's just it's really expensive it's like yeah. It's like way the base <laughs> baseline model without the touch bar is fifteen hundred. Yeah, fifteen. Yeah, which um, is in comparison to the Surface Book is the same price. Yeah, so, so both their baselines are the same, I guess. If you want right. the touch bar, it's eighteen hundred, and if you want the big fifteen inch with the touch bar, I think it's like twenty four hundred, right? I think it's twenty three hundred. Maybe twenty three hundred. It's one of yeah. those two. It's it's up there, and that's uh, that's obviously for super serious people who can have like a two terabyte SSD. Um, four USB-C ports. That's a big interesting thing too is um, now the Macs only have USB-C ports and headphone jack. So if you go for the lower end model, it has two. If you go for the high end model, it has four. So you can't plug in your brand new iPhone to your brand new Mac without a dongle. And that's just craziness. 
It is. It is craziness. Um, so to compare and to make sure that everyone knows what exactly was announced in terms of hardware, um, there was the new Macs with the touch bar and without a touch bar. That new MacBook without the touch bar is going to be, or the new MacBook Pro without a touch bar, is basically their replacement for the MacBook Air line, which is apparently being killed off. Um, and so that's the Apple lineup. And then the Microsoft lineup was the Surface Book, which is crazy, crazy powerful. So the baseline with performance boost is 23 or 2400. I forgot the exact price. And then the baseline without a performance boost is the $1,500 model. Um, so they announced those new devices, those new machines uh, at this event. And then uh, they also announced the Surface Studio, like we mentioned earlier, which is just a massive um, desktop computer with a touchscreen that lets you kind of create and, and draw and do different things with like in a very powerful manner. Um, and so that's all that was announced in terms of hardware at these events. And so now I think we should just dive into the elephant in the room of like us fighting over what's crappy about them and what's good about them. Cause we'll, we'll probably have a pretty good debate. So, um, does anybody want to just start right off in terms of like what they hated about the devices or what they liked about the devices? I, I'm a big fan of the Surface Books. I think they're really neat. Um, they do get really expensive really fast. Like the the, the spec'd out one, the Max one, is $3,300. Oh. Which I, it's still cheaper than the most expensive MacBook. It is, yeah, which is 4300 Yeah. Wait, which one is 3300 It's the Surface Book. It's got the i7, uh, 16 gigs of RAM, a GPU, and a terabyte oh, SSD. Oh, I see it. I see it. Yeah. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah. Uh, only the, one the terabyte. Only yeah. <laughs> no, but, but the thing with the Surface oh, Books okay, is they still on. have the SD card reader, which is actually pretty nice yeah, for photographers. I know. Yeah. People are really unhappy about that, and it's kind of confusing why they took it out of the Max. It's not like it's a big port or anything. Nah, it's not like it takes yeah, a room, I don't I think. Know. Well, yeah. so you know, I you know think... what's... Go ahead. Sorry. I, I just want to insert this one thing that I think is interesting. Like, for me... The pricing is interesting because I would be scared. Let's say I had like the $3,300 one. Like it would basically be a desktop for me. Like I would not want that thing to like leave <laughs> yeah. my house. Like I would not want to use like a $4,000 like laptop in a Starbucks. Cause I'd just be like terrified of just like things that could happen. I don't know. That's just me though. This is crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. It's a lot. I, I think it's one of those things where like, most regular people aren't going to buy this laptop. Mm -hmm. It's like professionals or like your company pays for it or something like that. Or you just have a lot of money to throw around. So I feel like the people buying this aren't going to be worried about something bad happening. Yeah, it's the MKBHDs of the world who just say, oh, I might buy like a second one just for my production. And stuff yeah, like I know, right? Yeah. Bruh. And it's, it's cool too because I've, I've seen some of the um, like some of the feedback that people have been giving, especially in MKBHD, but he basically said, like, I, I don't care what anyone says. Like, I'm not going to build a PC. I'm not going to go buy it. Like, I like to use OS X or Mac OS. I like to use Final Cut Pro. I'm going to use a MacBook Pro, and I'm just going to buy a new MacBook Pro and buy two new monitors that they announced at the event and deal with it. And you guys can basically suck it because that's, like, everyone's been coming out about, the, like, they've been going crazy about how expensive these MacBooks are. Um and I get it. I get that they're very expensive machines. And comparatively, yes, you can either make or purchase similarly specced or better specced machines at that price. 
but it, it's kind of like a like it, it's a very subjective thing right he likes like mkvhd loves to use final cut pro if you want to use final cut pro you have to use a mac so deal with it that's how it is um, yeah it's just like your preferred platform and you can make the hackintosh argument where you you make a pc but put you know the mac operating software on there but he was just saying it's unreliable, um, not as smooth, and you you don't get updates as reliably and stuff like that. So yeah, and you don't get supports or support either, right? There's yeah. no like limited warranty with hardware right. or software. Yeah. So and the thing is too that um, oh where did it go? Oh, it's gone. Oh no, it's oh, gone. Oh no, this happened last time. <laughs> I'm getting um, old. <laughs> yeah, I just to kind of continue, I like I see the outcry as to why people think that these are over, oh, overpriced machines. Um, yeah, Mitch, you, you can, you can go. <laughs> I was basically just rambling until that happened. So. <laughs> Solid. What a bro. Um, you can still buy old Macs. I mean like old in quotation yeah. marks, you know, like the, the current retina MacBook pros are fantastic and they have all the ports you currently need. And in a couple of years when USB-C is the standard, you can go get the new one. But like a lot of these older MacBook pros, it's not like they'll evaporate if, if that's still your thing and they're going to be way cheaper and you can buy them. Are the current MacBooks still staying around? The 12 inch? Um, yeah. Yeah. Those are still staying around. Um, so the MacBooks, the MacBook air and the MacBook pros are all still a thing. Um, on Apple's website, you can no longer buy the old school MacBook Pros unless it's yeah. like a refurbished model. Yeah, which honestly is usually the way to go if you're buying something. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, I thought that was interesting. Um, they're both just like driving up price, and I heard this mentioned too. Like, the idea is now if you need a computer, it's assumed that it's because you're a creative power user because. Yeah tablets have become so powerful nowadays and you can do so much with them that it's assumed if you don't need a big computer, you can do everything you need to do on a tablet, Um, which I think is pretty interesting because, you know, when tablets first came out, they're like, oh, it's just a big iPod touch. No one's ever going to use that. And they got a lot of crap. And now they're kind of seen as the standard if you don't need all that computing power. Yeah. That's a good um, point. That's a good point. Yeah. So control, Walt Another. I'm just going to keep dropping it every week because it's a great podcast. Um, so Walt Mossberg actually wrote a piece on that basically saying like computers or PCs are like the furniture of our digital Mm -hmm. lives. Like they, you buy them at a very high price point. Now they last you for a very, very long time. And it's what like, like you're, you're not, you're not, you know, using it on like a super heavy level, like you are with your phone, but you know, it's there, it's reliable. It has to stay there and be in your life because you know, it's a computer at the end of the day, you're going to need to do some things with computers. So so yeah, you're completely right. Like when you buy these machines, it's either because you're a super huge power user and you're like you need a computer for a specific reason, um, or you're just a super rich person that likes to uh, flaunt the little Apple logo or the Microsoft <laughs> logo if that's a thing. Yeah, because in most cases, unless you're a power user, you can't make the argument that you shouldn't just get a Chromecast. I mean, that's a confusing way to put it. Like, if you're not a super power user, but you still own a laptop, you should just get a Chromecast. Uh, not Chromecast, Chromebook. Yeah, I was like, wait, where are you going with these arguments? <laughs> Chromecast. Yeah. You should just watch TV on your Chromebook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you edit videos and you're like a developer, just watch TV. It's fun. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, it's completely true. I like To be honest, I would. my mom's in currently thinking about buying an iMac. And as much as I want her to buy one to experience that lifestyle, I've... I'm more inclined to just be like, mom, just buy like a $250 Chromebook. You don't yeah. like, she has like three iPads. I'm like, you could literally just use your iPads. Why are you mm-hmm. even bothering with the laptop? Um, but some people, some people like that laptop, right? They, they like an actual computer with a physical keyboard and a mouse. 
Um, some people prefer their workflow to be like that. So I can definitely see why that's yeah. um, something people would pay for. And these these computers last forever, man. They last a really yeah, long they time do. now. And so do the um, tablets. And yeah. I, I understand, though, kind of wanting a laptop because there are some times where like I need to do bills or check on something. It's just like sometimes navigating tablets is a little slower. Or, yeah. Um, because I love trackpads personally and mice, but like yep. I'd be overwhelmingly excited if they opened up iPads to like USB mice or Bluetooth mice. Because <laughs> Android tablets do that. Like Android phones, you can plug in a USB mouse yeah. and use them. So like, what? I'm not sure why Apple Bluetooth closes that well. off. Yeah, I'm not sure why Apple closes <laughs> that off. But if they're pushing people to use tablets as their main computers, that's the only time I'm gonna like full on transition is when I can navigate it like that. Yeah. Because um, yeah, something cause... about it just makes it a lot easier. Yeah, web browsing on tablets is not as is not as smooth, I don't think, as on yeah. a computer. It's just so much faster yeah. and quicker to get around on the web on a computer, yeah. for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so so I would we're love going to way off tangent. <laughs> <laughs> there was no agenda today. Yeah, we had literally zero agenda, so we're just talking about these things. Yeah. So, like, my question, my question for you guys is: one is, are any of you guys looking to buy a new laptop? And if you are, which one? What are you thinking about buying? Uh, I was going to ask that too. Good question. Good. Only yeah. because only because I was going to ask it. It makes it a good question. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> um, oh, that's a good question. My so, decision is yeah, go ahead. Surface Book. Really? Yeah. That's interesting. Um, well, it's close. Which one? But I think I think I would go like baseline Surface Book because okay. um, it f- it flips. I don't know a lot about the Surface Book, but it flips over, which is nice to be able to use it in tablet mode and stuff like that um you does it flip all the it. way back yeah right uh, how it works is um i don't think it flips all the way back oh, you but just you can turn take this yeah. yeah you take the screen off turn around then you fold it over yeah, yeah. i don't okay. know i just i think the number one thing is that the macbook keyboard would bug the crap out of me and mm. that's such a big part of a computer right is to you type. That's why you're pulling out your computer instead of your tablet. And if it's annoying to type, like the current MacBooks, I love them and I think they're beautiful. But the keyboard just gives me the heebie-jeebies, like typing on it. <laughs> Something about it. I don't know. Maybe I'm weird in that respect. But is it because um, they're like really thin? I haven't like touched them. You haven't done it. So yeah, it's just like it barely moves down when you yeah. type. So it's kind of just like you're tapping on a flat mm-hmm. desk. Okay. It I just have it. yeah, especially if you're coming from a mechan- mechanical keyboard, it's it's a very odd feeling and it kind of. Like no one, no one goes up to it and goes, "Oh, this is great." You know, it's like oh, I'll have to get used to this, um, which of course is the price you pay to have it super thin. But I think that's one of the big reasons I would go with Surface Book. So for you, that touch, what is it called again? The thing at the top, the touch bar, the touch bar. Yeah, so the touch bar isn't like enough for you to want no, to get it. No, if I chose Mac, I would get the one without the touch bar. Really? Okay. That's for sure, yeah. I, so, it's not worth $300 to me at all. So, okay, let me ask this question, and I'll answer your question in a second, Kev. Um, what if, so when the original Retina MacBook Pros came out, they were way too expensive. They were like $2,000. It was insane. Mm-hmm. Um, the year after, they dropped hugely in price because, you know, they could actually, like, put out more products, so the demand was going up a little bit. Um, what if the price went down to $1,500 for the baseline? But the baseline also dropped down? Right. I would still buy the cheapest one. Just because I, I don't wow. think I will ever use that touch bar. And maybe I'm not giving it a shot, but the point of using the keyboard is that you don't have to look down at it. And this ruins the whole point of that, is that you have to look down to tap on stuff. So to me, it's just mm-hmm. like, 
a lot of the things that you can do on that touch bar, you could do faster with a shortcut. That's fair. In a lot of cases. So it's cool. I think it's awesome. Yeah. It's just, that's just my only thought about that. Cause if it'll save me a couple hundred bucks, I'm not going to get $200 or $300 of use out of it. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of torn on that one. I I wouldn't get a Surface Book because I don't like Windows. That's the on, the only reason I wouldn't go get a Surface Book. If the Surface Book ran OS or Mac OS, no problem. I would buy that thing in a heartbeat. It's you don't like Windows 10? I do not like Windows 10. I like it um, a lot. I, I think Windows 10, don't get me wrong, I think Windows 10 is the best Windows operating system that they've ever built, but I don't like it over Mac OS. I think Mac OS I agree. is a better operating system for me. Um, yeah. That could obviously oh. change depending on who you are, but... To answer your question, Kevin, um, I'm not looking for a computer right now because the computer I have is perfectly fine. I feel like I'm going to be looking for one in the next year and a half or two years. Um, and at that point, I would probably get um, the space gray with the touch bar because I'll have a job and I'll have money. <laughs> and so I don't care about that price difference. I'll just be like, F it. I want the touch bar. I want the newest thing and I want it to be great. Um, so yeah, in a year and a half, two years, I think I'll probably end up getting something like that. Assuming where I work allows me to just bring my own device to work, which doesn't look like it's the case at the moment, but I'll fix it. What what laptop do you have right now so the viewers viewers know the um, idea? I have a 20... Oh, gosh, let me check. I have to go to About This Mac, actually. I, think it's a tw- <laughs> I don't know if it's a 2014 or 2013, but it's not very old. It is mid-2014 Retina MacBook Pro... Um, so it's not that old. It's it's just over two years old. It's like two and a half years old at this point. Um, and how much did that one cost when you buy it? When you buy it? Well, so I didn't pay a lot for it because at the time I was an Apple Care advisor. Yeah. So <laughs> I actually like money wise, I paid five hundred dollars for it, and it was a fifteen hundred dollar machine when I got it. Hmm. Okay. So because of the discounts and all that. Um, I don't know if I'm allowed to say any of this stuff because of like non-disclosure agreements, but you get some pretty baller damn discounts if you work for Apple. So I'm going to say that. I'm not sure if I can say this, but I'm going to say it. <laughs> Whatever. Classic you know what? Monati. Tim Cook is not listening to that tech podcast. And if he is, I, w- I welcome him with open arms and would love for him to invite me to work for Apple because I need to fix some stuff at that company because they are going in a dark direction. Um, but yeah. yeah. So I have the air. I have the the thin air. I, I have no laptop. So yeah, didn't you sell all your laptops? Yes, I did. I had yeah. I got the air when I was working for Apple too, and I just once I graduated, I never touched it. Um, so that's part of the reason I wasn't too excited about this event. But um, yeah, I have. So nothing. there's a, just, so there's a, a good chance tablet. that you're gonna buy the Surface Book soon, is what you're saying. Me? Yeah. No, I'm. If I had to pick one, that's probably what I would pick right now, mostly because the keyboard bugged the crap out of me. But uh, but you're saying like you don't need a laptop right now, is what you're saying? I, w- I will probably never buy a laptop again unless I get to a job that doesn't give me one. That's fair. Hmm. Well, because you have it's, your PC. Just so everyone knows, he has a computer. It's just a PC. It's like a, yeah, but like I, a desktop. I only, I only use it for video games. Is the right. it's like no, a, I know, but like yeah. even if you needed, like even if there was a need for computing power, you could you have it. It's not like you don't ever need a computer for something oh, at one yeah, point yeah, in your yeah. life, you know? I don't, I don't need a laptop. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Which I think uh, is pretty fair for a lot of people out of college because everything I need to do, I can do on my iPad. Yeah. Um, so it iPad, is interesting. Or, I mean, a lot of people I, just like to have it. 
Um, I was literally about to say like, Ryan, what are your thoughts? And the first word that came out was iPad. What are your thoughts? Like what, (laughs) why? Um, yeah, Ryan, what about you? Like, which one would you get? I, I would honestly, I would go with the surface book. I just like touchscreens. Um, so my first laptop or the last laptop I had, had a touchscreen. I turned it off, never used it. And then I got my new one and I left it on and just tried it. And I find that I use it a lot, even though it's not like a Surface Book where I can fold it over. I still have to like reach over the keyboard. It's still really useful as opposed to like moving the mouse in some applications. Sure. Like what? And well, like today, I was I had like three windows open all on the same screen, and I could just like tap around between them and like quickly select text and move it to the other one. Oh, versus yeah. trying to use my trackpad. Sure. Which was a little bit slower for the process. But like, if you ranked them, you would choose mouse, touchscreen, trackpad. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of trackpads. I don't feel they're very precise or very yeah. fast. Well, on Mac, that's what yeah. differentiates them because they're they're fantastic yeah, on yeah. Macs. But yeah, oh, Windows. Yeah. I, I like them on Macs, but yeah, hmm. yeah. No, that's true. If if you're a trackpad on Windows, that is very handy. But then, yeah, I'm not. I don't know. I'm not a big fan of like the touch bar thing because I, like you said, I like to just kind of look at my screen and not yeah. worry about what's on my keyboard. Right. See, I I, I agree with that, but there. And, and this does not in any way justify the $300 price hike, right? This is just me looking at it like if I had, if money was not an issue and I was just objectively trying to say that if this is good or bad, I saw some like use cases that I think are really, really neat and would make my workflow a lot better. So for example, one of them was in the mail application um, when like I, so in mail, I try to have inbox zero as much as possible. I try not to let it get cluttered. And so I move things from my inbox to folders, like specific folders that I might need to access later. So if it's like a receipt for something, I'll put it in a folder. If it's like a an email for something, um, like a trip, I'll put it in a folder. Um, there are sh- like shortcuts on that thing that will pop up. And it's literally like I have my hands on the keyboard already. All I have to do is extend my middle finger or my index finger over, touch the folder button, and then put it in the folder that I want to. Like... And there's a, a bunch of other small little things like that that I feel like would make my life a ton easier. And again, this is assuming price is not an issue, assuming yeah. it's completely free. Um, those little things, like those small little tweaks. It, another example, I'm in the messages app and somebody sends me a, a text um, in iMessage. The little tap back options like haha or the thumbs up, they're on the key, they're on the little touch bar. Or if I want to send an emoji on the touch bar, like it it just it removes another step of friction in a lot of applications at least in my case um and there was even one really neat feature where if you're in safari it'll show you the search bar on the touch bar so you can just touch the search bar type and then you're done like yeah that's, command l <laughs> yeah i i know i know that there are key commands i get that there are key commands but the idea of the touch bar is to get rid of those key commands for people who don't understand or don't want to bother looking for those key commands it brings a lot of those things to the forefront so people can actually use those those neat features that people have been using for years. Which you know, brings like, a, a funny point. How can you be a Mac user on an expensive high-end laptop and not know keyboard shortcuts? Yeah, no, that because they've built a brand. Yeah, they've built a brand where <sighs> Apple is, is that Starbucks barista hipster brand and that's what they, yeah. that's what they play to. It's just funny that that there's that disconnect where people say, "Oh, Apple laptops are way too expensive." And it's like, "Well, you don't you're not a power user, you don't need one." But then so many non-power users buy them. Yeah. So it's like every like we we're on college or we just were like if you're in a lecture hall, everybody has a Mac and they only have Safari with facebook.com open and Microsoft Word. 
and that's what their twelve hundred dollar computer does. Exactly, and, and I mean like, that's where the marketing uh, that's where the marketing plays. Yeah, big. yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, so it's like it's funny. Yeah, yeah, you're expensive, but you're the one buying it, even though it's yeah. even though it does nothing for you. Yeah, it's it's actually it's funny you bring that up because I was sitting with a bunch of Mac users and I was like alt tabbing between all my programs and they're like, "How are you doing that?" Oh my gosh, <laughs> gosh. Like, that hurts so bad. Alt tab. I had to like I had to explain alt tab to them. I was like, "What?" Yeah, oh. it's really bad. Um, and I think I think there's a a sense of that in the Windows community as well now with the Surface, not the Surface Book, but the Surface Pro. Um, I I've seen a lot of people with the Surface Pro that are. Are, try, are starting to treat that as almost like a Mac, right? It's like the entry point. So, you know, think your MacBook Air of your of the Apple world and then the Surface Pro of the Microsoft world. That's kind of like the entry point into the high end. Like, you know, this yeah. is like this is the laptop that you want because it has, you know, the best support. It's by the company directly, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I but see it on both ends, but the Apple side for sure is like magnified by 20. It's insane. Yeah. And maybe, maybe a lot of that is because, yeah, they don't know much about it and it's expensive, but like, it's it, when you're going to class, everyone around you has a Mac because they're nice and you feel left out if you don't have one. And that's a large part because Macs were, for the most part, the only nice looking computers for a long time. Like a lot of yeah. Windows computers are very crappy. But now that we're getting into this, well, around the same price point as a Mac, you can get a very, very nice Windows computer. Like the Dell XPS 13 is stunning. It is. Yeah. Gorgeous. Arguably like close to the same level as Mac. So like now I think a lot of people will start getting computers like that and maybe Mac will stop being like the de facto standard in in that kind of setting. And, and that might be interesting to watch because I think Windows is competing more now on the high end like apple is and so they're kind of joining them in that market yeah um just to throw my two cents and then i wanted to maybe not change the topic but like push it towards another direction because there's some things that i don't understand um but real quick for me between the two i honestly think the touch bar is really cool um like i've never had an apple product before but i think that's very innovative um I know for me, it would be a big convenience, like what the, like some of the things Malnati said. But again, like Mitch said, I don't know if for me personally, that's like worth paying, you know, 300 more or whatever. But right. for some people I know, um, especially those who like do a lot of video editing, music editing, you, the ability to like scroll back and forth really quickly, or even if you're like using an emoji um, and just like typing things and then adding emoji at the end, I think that's really cool. Um, uh, also, like Photoshop, I'm sure like those kind of like softwares, like it helps a lot. It just like makes things you know less frustrating and like easier to get to. Um, yeah. So I actually think Touch Bar is really cool. On the, the flip the side, is, go ahead, go ahead. The thing is like with creative software like Photoshop and like music editing, and they have so many hotkeys. And like as a professional, you learn those. Like you don't yeah. sit around clicking on stuff. You just you learn the hotkeys because that's you know that's your eight hours a day is using that program. Yeah, right. Right. But I, right. I'm kind of is... talking about, for me, it's about that like group of people, and there's a lot of them that are like not power users right. because it's not their job, but they still love to do this on a daily basis. Where it's like they're at that point where they are too lazy to learn the hotkeys, but this is just enough more added convenience that they're that they would like take advantage of it. If that yeah. makes sense. No, I, I'm I'm gonna back you on that one, Kev, because. I, I do agree. This isn't just hotkeys. This is not just like small commands. You can do substantial work on that touch bar. Like they showed editing on the touch bar with your finger. Like that's that's not a hotkey. They showed 
actually DJing on the touch bar. That's not it. Like those are not hotkeys. Those are parts of the application that make your life a lot easier and a little bit and take away a little bit of the friction of certain applications. Um, and to yeah. Kevin's point, there's, there's a huge group of people and I know a lot of them. So even if this is anecdotal, whatever, it doesn't matter. But the idea is yes, there are other professionals, right? Whatever. They know the key commands. The touch bar is still going to be useful for them in certain instances where it's going to show them contextual information based on the app. They'll they'll use it every now and then. But then there's this massive subset of people that you know they like Photoshop. They you know they just want to use Photoshop on the side, or they want to use a certain editing software for like iMovie on the side, and they just want to like have something fun. Like they want to make a fun video or make a fun like Photoshop element or something. Um, those people, the touch bar becomes wildly more important because it it removes the the daunting task of having to figure out those those pain points of those applications when somebody opens up photoshop it it's a nightmare it it looks it doesn't look inviting at all and you know i'm a geek we're basically all geeks so you know we can learn those things but some people open it up and they're like hell no no i'm not going to touch this this is absolutely ridiculous i don't understand what's going on i don't even know what this is and so right. I think the and touch bar is going to help eliminate some of that and help people kind of get into that professional world in like a very fun manner. Yeah, yeah. and this, this sounds kind of weird, but I feel like something about like using hotkeys and things like that, there's like a nerdy aspect of it. It's like when you hear about those people that only use shortcuts in Excel, you put them in like this category. Right? Like people who use shortcuts for things, you put them in like this more geeky, more technical aspect. So I feel like a lot of users they don't like that idea. And that's like part of the reason why they don't want to like learn, you know, they think yeah. it's daunting too. That's just yeah. my opinion, how I see things. Um, but going to the service book, like Ryan was saying, I wasn't really a big fan of like touchscreen before either, but I noticed that like sometimes it is nice just to use it um, from time to time. And I like that idea with the service book. And I think I would, actually, I see my friend use like the pen a lot. And the fact that it can, like, you know, pull away from the keyboard. I think those are really cool. Um, just so we're not spending, like, too much time going back and forth. Two things that, like, I was hoping you guys could help answer. So, one, for the Surface, I noticed this, like, Surface dock. So, does can you not just, like, plug in the Surface book to, like, an HDMI cable to use a monitor? Like, you have to buy, like, the Surface dock thing. And then on the other side, for the MacBook, um, what are these? You guys keep saying, like, USB-C. Are they USB-C or are they Thunderbolt? Like, I'm a little confused <laughs> about what these ports are because I know you guys, like, had a lot of conversation about that. Yeah. Um, for, for question one, um, I don't think you need the Surface Dock. I think there's connectors on there. You might make adapters or certain things. No, there's a mini but, display port on there. Okay, so, yeah, so mini display port to HDMI would work or just whatever you have. But the dock, the point of that is that you just, you put your Surface Book in there or your Surface in there and it charges it and it does display and it can do keyboard, mouse, all that kind of stuff. Okay. They have those yeah, for Macs too. And yeah, they're, yeah. they're very handy. So they're not they're necessary. Handy. They're just no. like super clutch. No. They're just helpful. It's, like yeah. it's like okay. something to have it's like your all... desk at work or something. Yeah. Okay. And that's gotcha. cool for, that's cool for the new Macs because those um, ports also, any of the ports you charge it into can charge a computer. So if you have a dock, everything you have can just go into that dock and you plug in one cord. Um, yeah. So to answer that cool. second question, um, it's cause this, this kind of confused me at first before I read up on it, but 
the idea is they are Thunderbolt 3 ports. They are ports that are of the Thunderbolt 3 platform, but they are the USB Type-C connector. So all that's referring to USB-C is the physical form of the connector and how you can plug it in either way, and it's that small little connector. That's the only well, it, thing USB-C is. It's still USB-C, though. Well, right, so, right. It's both USB-C and Thunderbolt 3. It can so take like type of cable. someone who has a Nexus 6P, they can charge their phone on yeah. the... Yes. Okay. But then yeah. you can't charge your new iPhone without the dongle. Correct. Correct. Because <laughs> yeah. that's USB-A. LOL. Yeah, that's USB-A. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I, feel, okay. I feel like if they would have released a USB-C to Lightning connector with their phones, they, everyone would have flipped out anyways, and they would have lost both ways because people would have been like, why didn't you just put USB-C on the iPhone? And there yeah. was no way to yeah. win that argument for them. So so what's the difference between Thunderbolt and USB-C? It's on the other end? Is Thunderbolt's different? like insanely fast. Yeah, Thunderbolt's uh, four times as fast as USB 3.1. I don't know if the MacBooks have USB 3 or 3.1, but Thunderbolt is just crazy fast. No, I said compared to USB-C. Was, uh, are they the yeah, same? Yeah, Th- Thunderbolt is crazy fast yeah. compared to USB-C. It's like, it's like 40 okay. gigs data transfer or something like that. Yeah, 40 gigabits. It's okay. insane. So um, were you guys, and this is off the podcast. This is when we have our own conversation. Were you guys like, I think at one point you guys did not like the fact that they're all Thunderbolt, or am I making that up? Um, I think that goes both ways depending on the person you talk to. I'm under the impression that I love, like, I, I think it's a good idea and a good thing that they're all USB-C Thunderbolt connectors instead of USB-A um, because it's going to future-proof your computer, like, to hell. It's, like, you will not have an issue with your computer five, six years down the line when there are no more USB-A connectors. Which is how long these are meant to last, yeah. Until hell? Yeah, future proof to hell. I meant like it's gonna like read. Really yeah, no, I'm sorry. You know I mean? <laughs> I make up my own things, all right, Kevin. Yeah. Well, because people complain about USB C, but people would also complain if it was USB A. Oh like, yeah. You know, it, you, uh, you're not on the mix. You know? Yeah. I, yeah, I don't think. I think that would have been, been a good way to go. I don't the think only, so. The, no, I mean the no. thing is too like all it takes to get a USB-A to USB-C adapter is like seven bucks and you get a pack of two and they're just right. a tiny little knob that goes on the end of your cord. And so until everything switches over, it's if you can spend 1500 on a laptop, you can buy a few of these little adapters and your life is fine. Right. And also who's going to plug their phone into their computer because things like Apple Music and you can transfer your music wirelessly, like there's really no reason to plug your phone into your computer anymore except to yeah. charge it. And no, your phone can charge it through your computer itself. Yeah, so. yeah, your phone should be lasting all day anyway. So Maybe with USB-C it could be faster, but just plug into the wall or something. Yeah, exactly. So I don't, yeah. I don't have too much of an issue with it because I found out that the little dongles are so tiny. I thought they would be like the, the headphone jack adapter, which had like an actual cord and was a little less handy. But these you could just leave on all your cables and don't even notice. Yeah, and to add to that, um, I it, this is a laptop. You're going to be putting it in a backpack, carrying it around. Yeah. Just put some damn dongles in your backpack. Deal with it. I understand why people had a huge issue with it on a phone because I don't want to be carrying around a dongle in my pocket or putting that and leaving it at the edge of my headphones and then losing it. But laptops are not that's not an issue you're yeah. like you put it in your backpack you have some goggles in your backpack you use them when you have to and you get some USB-C cables and you deal with it it's there's a transition that's happening yeah. and apple's already transitioning and every other company's going to eventually um and so i don't see the issue at all because when microsoft does that which by the way none of their computers they released today had a single USB-C port they had no USB-C ports period yeah that is kind of weird so 
that they'll make the it's, transitions. It's just weird because you they're striving to have this tiny, thin laptop. Yeah. But then if you're a pro user, which most of the people who are buying this are, you have to get this extra not bulky, but I mean it's sizable to be able, like you plug it into one of the USB C ports and it's a dock that lets you plug in SD card, HDMI, Thunderbolt, yeah. USB C. So it's like, yeah, this is a tiny, thin, beautiful computer, but then you're gonna attach this ugly brick to it everywhere you go just to use it. So it's like, yeah. was it better just to have a slightly bigger computer and none of those adapters? Or is it better to have a tiny computer but bring around a, a dock? It's kind of just an odd It is odd. Kind of it is odd. And I look, I'm not a pro user. Like I'm not, at least I'm not a pro user in the sense of like cinematography and photography and, you know, Adobe Photoshop. Like I, I use like heavy applications that require a lot of processing power, but I don't use external things that often. So I don't yeah. fully understand how, um, how awkward of a situation that would be, but I can't imagine that they use something like that that often that it's going to be a hassle, right? Like, if yeah. let, like just one scenario, you're a photographer, you're a videographer, whatever. The Literally the only time you're going to use a dongle is to transfer your crap into the computer and then you're done. You put the dongle back in your backpack and that takes like maybe five, 10 minutes, maybe 30 yeah. minutes if you have a crap ton of stuff. But I, I just don't, I don't, like they couldn't win either way. And that's what I don't yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. You know what well, I mean? Well, I think, I think the thing is too, like, you have this, like you have room on that sidebar. Why not give people the ports? I think they should have left the SD card and they should have left one HDMI cable port because HDMI is going to be a lot tougher to replace than USB, I think. Like all the TVs and external displays and stuff, like HDMI is very rooted. Yeah, that's true. And so I, like if you have the room there, I don't get why they wouldn't just leave it other than it looks cleaner, I guess. But I don't know. It's If you're a pro user and this is supposed to be your all-in-one tool... It's not an all-in-one tool now if you have to spend an extra 50 bucks on an HDMI adapter. Yeah, I see that. Um, yeah, I, I I understand. That's that's a fair point. Like, HDMI is definitely more difficult to replace, but um, I just, I, like, again, we're coming back to this issue of regardless of the decision they took, people would have crapped on them rent anyways. And oh, this, yeah, goes, this goes for both Apple and Microsoft. If Microsoft were to come out with these Surface Books and they were like, all USB-C, no problem. Everyone would have been like, what the hell, Microsoft? What are you doing? Um, and so, I, and I don't even know the engineering behind it, so maybe they literally just could not fit anything else in the design that they wanted to fit it in. Um, granted, they could have made it fatter, yes, but uh, in that design, I just, I don't, I have no idea how the engineering works. Maybe they physically just could not fit it into that body, which, yeah. fair, fair enough, but they could have made it fatter, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Here's what I'll say is I'm a really big fan of that move because one, I don't have to deal with it because I still have USB type A ports. And two, I have one Thunderbolt port and I've never used it except for one time. And I really want a Thunderbolt dock, but there just aren't that many good ones out yet. Yeah. Yeah, Wait, I so think Belkin is announcing of, one. You're a big fan of Apple's move, like all USB-C and Thunderbolt? Yeah, because uh, the only thing is that it's positive for me because I'll get more USB-C and Thunderbolt uh, accessories, yeah. but I don't have to worry about backwards compatibility or adapters or anything because I still have USB-A on my laptop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if these ports bother you, you can buy all these old computers, like I said before. like <laughs> You should be excited that all these old computers just got so much cheaper and they still have everything you need to do your job great. So 
Very true. Very true. You, know, you can, if if you're not all USB-C ified yet, then wait a couple of years and then buy this, and it'll be cheaper by then too. So, so quick question then, and I'm just doing this because I want to see the debate that unfolds. Which one do you think is better? The so I'm gonna talk about two two models on each side, right? Baseline MacBook Pro versus baseline Surface Book, and top of the line MacBook Pro versus top of the line Surface Book. Go. Mm. Okay, and here are the prices. It's thirty three hundred for top of the line, forty three hundred for top of the line on MacBook Pro forty three hundred and Surface Book forty three hundred, and baseline for both is fifteen hundred. What's the battery life on both for baseline? Uh, twelve hours on the MacBook or twelve hours on the Surface Book, ten hours on the MacBook. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Wow. <laughs> yeah it it really i think that's hard because it depends on what you value if you if you use mac apps and you're in the apple ecosystem i think mac is better i think this goes back to iphone versus android you know if yeah if you're in the windows ecosystem and you're more about specs and stuff like that than certain apps then go with windows and yeah but I which one do you think is better like which one do you <laughs> think not not if, which one if, do you think is better overall which if, one do you okay. think is better if you're asking me what a, which one is a better piece of hardware yeah the mac the mac hands down like because better piece of hardware in terms of better like, piece of hardware. They're just they're just better at engineering and fitting things into a tiny body. Like the fact that it's smaller than a MacBook Air, but it's still a MacBook Pro, okay. is really impressive. And the they still beefed up the specs, but still made it smaller. It's like if you put them side by side, like you would automatically assume that the Mac is a nicer, more premium piece of hardware. Okay, fair enough. And that's did, for both did, baseline. Did, that's for both baseline yeah. or top of line. I think I think the maxed out top of the line. I think Windows is pretty arguably better because at that point you're just like it's insane hardware yeah. and it's cheaper. So I think I think that one wins out. But Ryan, okay. what what do you think? I like the Surface Book because I'm an Nvidia fanboy. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> yeah. Kind of drops Mike. No, that's fair. <laughs> I think Apple could have done a little bit better on their graphics, but yeah, yeah go ahead. The the problem with AMD is um. Most like applications that have graphics support are all done with CUDA, which is NVIDIA only. And then their OpenCL support, which is AMD, is just not really there. Like I know a lot of Adobe software works much better on NVIDIA than AMD. Hmm. Yeah. So I just I kinda wonder how that's gonna play out for professionals. Yeah. But we've well, also we've never seen the AMD four sixty before, as far as I true. know. We've never seen yeah. the benchmark, so Well, I have NVIDIA, yes. are you proud of me? I am very proud. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> so, Ryan, is that for both entry point and top of the line? Yeah. Okay. Kevin, what but about Ryan, you? Oh, wait, 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 wait. Ryan, would you argue that the Surface Book is a nicer piece of hardware than the MacBook in terms of, like, engineering quality? So, I've seen a lot of, like, MacBook repair videos. So, I think I might have a negative outlook on MacBooks oh, compared yeah. to most people. Yeah. Um, I, I haven't really used a Surface. I haven't really held a Surface Book now that I think about it. So I don't really know how they stand up. Yeah. That's I've fair. never like looked at them and typed on them. I've never picked one up. Yeah. I've seen them at Best Buy and I think they're very nice too, but like Apple just packs so much into a tiny package that I think it's, I think that's like the clear winner, but yeah. Hardware. Here's is... what I'll say about the surface book is I don't think it like closes flush. It doesn't yeah, close. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Which, which kind of bothers me. And with, with the Surface Book and other Windows touchscreens, the thing that bugs me a lot is when you touch it, it just jiggles a little bit. Whereas yeah. the Macs are like very firm with their right. hinges. So I wish, I wish since Windows are doing all the touchscreen, I wish they would firm up their hinges. 
Yeah. I think I think the hinges are firm enough. I just think the problem is that they're putting so much technology on the actual display itself that it's so top heavy. And so uh, even yeah. with the heavy hinges it's difficult because the True. MacBook displays are kind of thin. Yeah. Um, that might be it too. So Kevin, what about oh, yeah. you? Anyway, Kevin, yeah. Um I'm not gonna go into detail because I don't know enough. I haven't like read enough about the hardware. I'll just talk about like the looks for me. Um yeah, I agree with Mitch. I think the the Mac just looks more premium. It looks super stylish. Like that's like if you were like a I don't know, if like you were some like GQ model and you had to have like a laptop <laughs> in your hand while you were like in a suit running to the bus, you know, like casually, you'd probably have a MacBook in your hand. Like it, it would look cooler. Um I think the Surface Book though looks more like it looks more techy and I like that. It it feels more um, personable to me. I don't know if that makes sense, but it, it feels more techy. It like, I guess I grew up always with like a Windows laptop though, so the Surface Book for me just seems like a an evolved like comfort thing. Um, the, I think the hinge looks cool, but then I like um, Malati's point about you know the Surface Book being top heavy. So even though the hinge is strong, doesn't feel strong. So I I can see that too. Um, but yeah, I don't want to comment too much. Besides the fact that I think I agree, I think the MacBook's touchpad looks like super big, looks yeah. a little awkward. It, it was actually big, weird because but... my hand rests on the keyboard, but then your your palm rests on the trackpad, and so it kind of yeah. messes up the trackpad. So you got to get used to that. Yeah, mm. um, yeah, I I'm with Mitch on it. I think engineering wise, MacBook Pros are engineered at a higher quality. Um, and to Ryan's point, yes, repair repair wise, it's basically impossible to repair them. But um, that doesn't take away from the fact that what they've built is a crazy good piece of technology in such a small form factor, and to be able mm-hmm. to do that is crazy. Um, as for like specs, baseline, I would get the MacBook Pro because um, it comes with double the storage at the same price. You get two fifty six gigs instead of one twenty eight gigs with the MacBook Pro. Um, and then top of the line, as much as I don't like windows, I'd probably get a surface cause I'd save a thousand freaking dollars, which is insane. Yeah. So, that's pretty insane. Yeah. Um, and you, you get a way better machine. Like you get 16 hours of battery life, touchscreen, you get a way better product, yeah. like uh, graphics card in there. Um, it's just insane. You do so get, is the, is the surface book 4k display? No, it's 30, it's 3,800 or 3,000 by 2,000, yeah. something like that. Yeah. But no, it's that not 4k. Right. Because yeah. yeah, I was gonna I say, I yeah. think it's worth saying that I would buy a Dell XPS over the Surface Book. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's almost, almost undoubtedly. Oh, I would too, for sure. They're, really? they're tiny. The the yeah. 13 inch XPS fits an 11 inch body. Yeah. Wow. It's And they're and they're 4K displays, and they come in touchscreen options. Like they're they're fantastic. That's interesting. Is the is the 13 inch actually 4K or just under 4K? I don't know. I, no I know idea. the 15 inch is for sure 4K, but I'm not sure about the 13 inch. But it's very close. They have like the Infinity Edge too, which I yeah, think a yeah, lot. the it's really like it'll it'll make people look twice. Yeah, that is pretty last neat. Summer, yeah, I I love that small form factor because that's I think a big pro of the MacBook Pro. Um, is just how how tiny it is because the Surface Book is not really that small. It's it's pretty large. Yeah. Um, you know, to yeah. be fair, Kevin, to answer your first question of which computer I'd probably get in a few years, I probably wouldn't get a MacBook Pro. I'd probably get a MacBook instead of the Pro. That's probably what, what my choice would be. 
Because I, I, I would too. I just yeah. hate the keyboard. <laughs> I don't mind the keyboard. Um, I like. I was with you when I initially tried it, and I hated it. Um, and then I got used to it. Like I've, I've played around with it enough at yeah. Best Buy and at Apple stores that it's like it doesn't bug me after like literally 15, 20 minutes of total use. Um, yeah, it's just the thing is a MacBook to me is like an iPad with a keyboard, which you can already do for half the price. Yeah, it's that's not that's not what it is for me though. It's just like, you get a trackpad. Yeah, and on top of the trackpad, like it, it's it. There's something about a computer that I I won't give up. Like I there are some things that I want to do on a computer that are just better than me doing it yeah. on an iPad. And like when the no, iPad was released or even any tablet in general, when tablets became super popular, um, I remember Steve Jobs getting on stage and basically saying like, you know, there are certain things that a tablet's better for. And one of them is web browsing and another one is email. I call bull crap on both of those. Email is so much better on a computer. I can knock emails out so much faster on a computer and web browsing in general, unless I'm like on the couch, it, it's just so much better on a on an actual laptop. Yeah, no, um, I agree. Like there are some yeah. websites that are just not optimized for tablets at all. Like they are just yeah. garbage on tablets, and I don't want to yeah. have to deal with that. So it just goes back to trackpad too and keyboard shortcuts. Like it's just faster to navigate around. Yeah. I think the iPad could make a big leap though if they got some kind of window free mode. Dude, like iPad could, OS, I'm calling it in the next two years. That would be they're yeah, gonna have maybe next year they'll do a big thing. Yeah, instead yeah. of iOS, they're gonna have iPhone OS, iPad OS, Mac OS, and TV OS. And then watch yeah, OS. I think that'd be great. So I think OS's. they need to they need to just open up to side by side is very handy and I actually do use it quite often. Uh, it's great to have picture in picture too, but they need to open up it open it up somehow and obviously with gestures and stuff, but let me do four at a time or put two in weird spots next to each other and just yeah. like give me control over how those open because I think that's a big differentiator between iPad and, and computers. Just It takes so long to switch apps over or, you know, it's just it doesn't feel snappy and efficient. Yeah, no, I completely Which agree. is not what iPads were originally for, but now that there is stuff like the iPad, the fact that the iPad Pro can still only do just like side by side, <laughs> like the like the big iPad Pro is just yeah. funny. Like it's, you could fit six things, you know? Yeah, it's really so, stupid. So maybe maybe next year. Yeah, I think they'll release something like that. Um, how long are we running on this podcast? Are we way over? I think we're way over. We're at, we're at one hour. Oh, yeah, damn. we're about an hour. Okay, so then do you guys, okay. I brought this up because I thought it was a good idea and another awesome podcast did it. Shameless plug. It's called Gadget Labs by Wired. It's an awesome podcast. It's great. Yeah, yeah it's great. Super good. Um, so at the end of their podcast, they do this recommendations thing where they recommend anything they want. It doesn't have to be technology related at all. Just literally anything. They could be like, I recommend getting a massage at this specific massage parlor or something. <laughs> um, I mean, obviously we shouldn't do that. But um I think it'd be cool to give recommendations to our listeners from each one of us at the end of every podcast if you guys are down. Because I already have one that I know I'm going to recommend. Yeah, man. Now I have like now I have like five or six that I just want to tell all of them, but like no. on their own, they don't feel that great. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. But let's do it. Let's do it quick. Okay, I'm okay, gonna go last. Okay. You guys go. All right. So so I'll go. I'll go first. Oh, I have two that I'm torn between now. This sucks. Um, I know. I'm telling you, man. Uh, okay. Um, so I'm gonna do an email app. It's called Email by Easily Do. So that's like easily do and then just email. Um, it's literally just called email. Like when you download the icon, it's called email. Um, so there's nothing special about it other than the fact that um, on every single email, 
there like on every single um like chain email that gets sent to you like those crazy newsletters um there's an unsubscribe button at the top of every single one of those you hit it and it unsubscribes for you and i know that there are services like um unroll.me um but because douchebags douchebag companies hold sell up. your company what this isn't this is an ios 10 what are you talking about it's built in ios 10 yeah, 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 it is, it is. But this is, I'm pretty sure they also have like Android versions of this. Oh, okay. Fair. Yeah, it's it's like, I'm pretty sure it's standard across everything. Um, gotcha. So, um, where was I? What was I doing? Oh God, what was I saying? Uh, you had a Mitch moment. No, what? I was, like I had a track, <laughs> I was going, I had a thing and then you went in and ruined it. You're yeah. talking about douchebags, and yeah, yeah, douchebag. Because douchebag companies sell your information um, to other companies. Unroll.me doesn't always catch the new companies that are coming on because they're selling your information. Um, so this just lets you unsubscribe from every single one that comes to you, and you never have to worry about it. And it's pretty neat. So that's my recommendation. That's handy. Okay, well, I'm doing some kind of beta sign up right now. So. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I'll go real quick. Mine has nothing to do with technology. It's I saw a video today and I thought it's a good idea. Uh, if you want to get into cooking, if you're like somewhat into cooking at all, I think everyone should have cast iron. It's uh, it's like super functional. Um, it's a little tougher to maintain, but it's totally worth it because it it uh, maintains heat a lot better. So it's perfect for like grilling like steak, any kind of meats. Uh, you can put it in the oven, and basically, it's as long as you like keep it seasoned or like oiled, it's nonstick, and you don't have to wash it, wash it like you do with other pans. You just have to maintain it on a daily basis a little bit more. But it's super um, functional, uh, great again if you want like that nice sear on your food, and that that's my cooking advice of the day. I don't know, Kevin. You you can never trust a skinny cook. Oh. <laughs> I gotta get one, man. I've been wanting to. Get yeah, one our viewers so are skinny. I could be, uh, you know, fifty year old neck beard for all they know. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Geez. Great. So, right. who's next? I'll uh, I'll give a shout out to Pocket Cast, which oh, I yes. finally started using last week. It's a great podcasting app. Has a really cool feature called Skip Silence, which mm-hmm. will like. It's kind of oh, sound wow. sessions of podcasts. It's fantastic. This is I Android, right? And iOS. And iOS. Is yeah. it? It's and both. Web, yeah, and web it, too. No, it's, like, it's like $4, I think. It is. Yeah. But yeah. it's totally but, worth it. But for those that's features, what the Google surveys nice. are for. Yeah, well, we don't have Google surveys, Kevin. So. Well, well sucks to suck. <laughs> it does suck to suck. I miss those so much. Never paid for an app. All right, uh, is that everybody? Is it my turn? Okay. I recommend on HBO a show called Westworld. Mm. It is mm. super, super weird and super, super good. It is unlike any show you've ever watched. I need to there see is it. that there's that weird like if you've watched Lost, there's like that whole mysterious thing underlying the whole storyline that they don't really directly address but makes it really interesting, like a deeper level. And that's what Westworld has. And of course it's HBO, so it's just very good overall. And so definitely recommend it. I am hooked. I think only four episodes are out so far, but there's a lot of love for it on Reddit. I think there's a whole subreddit for it where people yeah. have theories I've and stuff like that. I've heard about it so. from so many people. 
Yeah, I yeah. have to watch it. I've been it wanting is... to. It's like all over the verge, so I definitely need to catch yeah, up on that. That should hop to the top of your list because that definitely tops any show I've been watching in the last year. Well, I need to I need to catch up on all the other shows. I have like maybe six more shows or six more episodes yeah. of other shows to catch up on, and then once I'm done okay. with that, I'll sounds good. Let's jump this one. Oddly negative, or oddly. Never mind. Ignore what I just said. <laughs> Great. I said, on, I said oddly sex negative. I don't even know what that means. Well, that's that's the name of our podcast. Thanks, Kevin. Oddly sex, <laughs> oddly negative. sex negative. That's what we're calling it, and we're going to end on that. Don't have as many? Oh, that's not cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. Again, just quick plug for our Twitter and email. Um, we're at That Tech Podcast on Twitter. And our Gmail, if you ever want to email us, is thattechpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, please, please, please review us on iTunes uh, for the like 10 listeners that we have and for the like four fake listeners on SoundCloud that we have. Um, that's a thing, by the way. Legit, we have four fake followers. I don't know how that happened, but um, point being. I for them. Oh, you did. <laughs> you paid a click farm for four followers? Great. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, I only had a dollar. Um <laughs> uh, so yeah, please review us if you can. Um, it does, you don't even have to type anything in; just put the stars down, and and that helps us out a little bit. So, um, thanks for listening, um, and we're good. That's it. It's over. Bye. Bye, guys. All right. Peace.